0: This show is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Eve Kavner.
1: And I'm Garol Farrelly. And you're listening
0: to Agony Rants. It's lovely to see you, Eve. You too, out of a out of a wetsuit, too. <laughs>
1: Oh my God, we're very stressed this week, listener. Look, if you've got this far, you'll know that we, this is the show where a Eurovision winner and a comedian try to solve your life, yeah, fix your problems, heal you.
0: Yeah, well, we like a bit of healing, don't yeah, we? Yeah, of
1: course we do. Yeah. Of course we do. But at the moment, it's us that needs fixing and healing <laughs> because we're very stressed. <laughs> well, Neve.
0: I'm not stressed. No,
1: Neve's not stressed. <laughs> Neve is annoyingly calm. Uh, no. Um, Neve has a very zen outlook to life, which <laughs> I always find really annoying.
0: <laughs> it's part of our dynamic of our relationship though. You understand that. Like,
1: <laughs> like nothing phases Neve. <laughs> Neve will be walking a dog and she'll see on her phone, Oh, the world is about to end. And she'll go, Oh well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it'd be a good day if I was walking a dog, like to be fair. <laughs> I know. But you know, it's funny actually, because I i I. Once I do something, I just accept that it's done. You know, I can't, <laughs> I can't change it. Uh, you know, we're referring to this TV show we did, High Road, Low Road.
1: Yeah, we half did, an
0: hour of loveliness. What a
1: break! <laughs> coming to your t- coming to your TV screens the very evening that we're recording this. So, now, we do need to explain because we originally thought that we would be able to do this episode before. Yeah. Um, that it went out just to let you know that it was going to be on. But that's just not the way it works in TV land. We found out just after we'd recorded last week's episode (laughs) that this week was going to be the The D-Day. Yeah. D-Day. The week it all goes out.
0: So we didn't even have... So we were going to talk about it and then we weren't sure what we could talk about because apparently there's supposed to be this big reveal. But actually, it turns out the only thing they reveal is whether you're high
1: road or low road. Oh, come on. I know. It's like a state secret. Exactly. It's like Mm. a big season finale of the West Wing basically is the way they've been treating this it's like did you go budget or luxury I'm not sure anyone cares
0: (laughs) will it it be obvious (laughs) that's the question
1: well we can exclusively reveal right as if there was any doubt Neve went luxury
0: I did I went high road and I came prepared for it with my backpack on my back (laughs)
1: The worst part well firstly, right? We had to be at the airport <laughs> at half two in the morning. At half two in the morning. That's not that's not normal. That is <laughs> It's not normal. It's only when I look back and when I say that to people, they just look at me going, Why did you agree to that? I was like, I don't know. They just said half two. And we went. Like, and we
0: went. Like, like good girls and boys. Like idiots.
1: <laughs> the worst part of it for me was because in the show they do this big reveal where like the is it the head of the airport or something?
0: Oh yes, the, the head of security, or somebody, somebody anyway came over with now, the, the head envelopes. of the
1: airport and the head of security, that's very different. <laughs> if i didn't know it was the head of security, I, I, would, I, I have wouldn't no, have been so worried.
0: I have no idea who that person was, he just randomly came up and gave us uh, envelopes. He looked important, he had a proper suit on. like
1: He did, yeah, he was very well turned out <laughs> yeah. for half two in the morning on I a know. Tuesday. But, um, he was probably duty manager. <laughs> <laughs> probably was. They probably went into McDonald's and said, who does this fit? <laughs> <laughs> Put the suit on. Look important. <laughs> and um, he he gave us an envelope, but I distinctly remember, like I was very tired. I just want to preface this by saying I was very tired.
0: Okay, you did not respond in <laughs> the really level didn't. of enthusiasm that they were expecting. See, that's why. I... <laughs> Are you not excited to go to Cyprus? I remember him saying that to me, and we were going. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like it's half
1: two on a Tuesday. Like, what do you want?
0: And we'd already videoed us coming in going, and and the funny part of it was I didn't tell you this right but when I arrived in I was early obviously (laughs) I was there on time okay shall I say that I was there on time and I went in (laughs) and I was chatting and they mentioned where we were going but I didn't somebody alluded to where we were going but I didn't I pretended I didn't hear it
1: because so I actually already knew (laughs) Like so you found the toys before Christmas Yes! Oh my god! I didn't it was realize so that. Because I, I knew I wasn't giving them the right reaction because <laughs> I was very tired. I've been like, <laughs> because this was the week that I was supposed to go on a holiday. This is gonna be my week off I that know. we did this instead. Didn't happen. And <laughs> Don't look at me as if it was my no, fault. No, it wasn't your fault. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was my own fault. I take full responsibility. <laughs>
0: but and technically, you did go on holiday.
1: <laughs> Nave, that was not a holiday. <laughs> The, spoken like the woman who had a jacuzzi in her room
0: I, it wasn't in my room actually I, I did have one in the room as well but there was a, you know one of those jacuzzi baths you know? Oh, right. okay yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah but actually the yeah the pool you know the suite had uh, its own private jacuzzi stroke pool
1: on the balcony did which it, is Ace. a gimmick
0: really did it yeah, yeah it was okay. a gimmick I didn't get in it once because yeah, I didn't have much. any time does that make you feel any better <laughs> that was
1: the problem they say you're on holiday but we were not on holiday no <laughs> and like the start of it right your man came out with the envelopes and he said,
0: <laughs> you're going
1: to Cyprus. And he was like, oh, and I went, Grant, yeah, Grant. Yeah, that's Grant.
0: <laughs> I don't think I even went, ooh, enough. Because we were a bit nonplussed. We didn't know why that man was
1: standing in front of us. Yeah, and, they st- and then they looked at us as if, like... Something had clearly gone wrong. Like the <laughs> firework had not gone off. So they were like, do that again. We're going to Cyprus. Like, Yay, yeah, Cyprus. Yeah, yeah we're to Cyprus. And then he said, Neve, you're going luxury. No, no.
0: We had to pick the envelopes.
1: Oh, we had to pick the envelopes. But we
0: had, now to to be fair, we had picked the envelopes before, but that, we,
1: we said A or B, wasn't yeah, it? And yeah, we had so to pick the same, the same envelope. One, I, a part of the me wanted yeah. to feck
0: them up and pick the wrong one. But, <laughs> I wish you had. I know. Uh, so we didn't know a, where we were going when we flew, when we got into the airport. We didn't know whether we're going high road, low road, which is a trauma for me at the best of times because yeah. you know me, I don't have enough high road life. You know, I don't do the high <laughs> road thing. So I rocked up with and I, I swore to myself, if I end up low road, I don't want to have anything more than a backpack because quite frankly, that'll be easier. Garode brought a suitcase that you could have put four <laughs> people in. It was like nearly as tall as but me. What
1: the, they that, wouldn't tell us anything. <laughs> they were like, firstly, right.
0: What the hell did you have in that?
1: Bike? I had absolutely everything I own, <laughs> essentially. Right. I mean, I could have moved house if I if I wanted to set up shop in Cyprus. I could have had everything I needed, because what happened was they don't tell you where you're going. No. So you don't know what temperature it is. No. We've been living in a pandemic, so for two years I've <laughs> I've been dressed for the couch. <laughs> right. <laughs> absolutely nothing, and then. I know. The only clothes I bought post pandemic were stage stuff. I know. Like, so big bright shirts. Yeah, okay. So they could see you from the back. Yeah. And the, so that was all I had. I didn't have like wandering around clothes. No, I know. Nothing fit me because this a no significant weight gain. Hello, we COVIDed well. <laughs> we COVIDed well, exactly. <laughs> to be
0: fair, you did that bake along. I did a bake along, and I know.
1: swear to God, <laughs> Waistwise, wise, it's the worst thing I've ever done. <laughs> So I had to go and buy clothes. So, I I, but then I was buying stuff, and I was like, "Well, I need that if it's warm. I need that if it's cold. I need <laughs> that." If it... So I ended up with absolutely everything. And the other thing they told us was <sighs> that we were going to be swimming.
0: Did you have a wetsuit? You brought a wetsuit. I bought a wetsuit. You a wetsuit. Amazon, right? For because beer.
1: they said there would be a wetsuit. Did you give? Because I said I'm not doing speedos. Because like <laughs> well,
0: I wanted you to. I'm do sorry.
1: Speedos. Nobody needs. Nobody needs the tatas on RT One <laughs> at seven o'clock in the evening. No, I just and they said, oh, there'll be wetsuits. Now I did not trust that. Okay. So I was like, well, I'll buy a wetsuit on Amazon. No, he I told do, you there'll be wetsuits because
0: I he didn't tell me that.
1: Yeah. He, he, um, well, I think that was because I was getting arsey. Were you getting arsey? Yeah. <laughs> I was sending emails like, I need confirmation.
0: Jody <laughs> <laughs> said to because me, nobody's "When nobody's I, he's
1: getting the nipples." <laughs>
0: He said to me when I rocked up with the backpack, first of all, he says, I've never seen anybody rock up with a backpack. And second of all, I've never seen a woman come up with a backpack. And he says, you are the least interested. I said, just shoes. I just need to know I have proper shoes to do something. I don't want to rock up and have to go into the middle of field in a pair of heels. Actually, to be fair, I don't want to wear the heels in the first place, as you know. <laughs> and I didn't bring enough like fancy clothes. Did you? Bring-
1: no, I didn't. I, like, the weird thing is, right, is that you think, oh, well, You think that you'll get changed for these Mm. things, but you actually don't because you leave the hotel at eight o'clock in the morning and and you literally film. All day. All day. So
0: you do three or four activities on that day. And, you know, for someone like me, in the sense that, you know, my hair the second I go into the water, it's all over. Or if you're out walking a gorge, you know, your hair, it's not, you know, you put a hat on.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Do you know
0: what I mean? It's like your hair doesn't stay the, the same. The videos
1: I've seen, it was just like, garage oh, you don't look great. <laughs> no, you looked
0: great. Oh, we had a lovely time. Actually, to be fair, <laughs> you're generally the ones that I enjoyed, you looked like this was the worst day of your life. I have to say, now
1: <laughs> we went to a gorge. We did. It was amazing. And I thought, no, it was not me. <laughs>
0: For me, I liked it
1: well. Firstly, <laughs> and I need to call him out on this. What I had borrowed a pair of hiking boots oh, from no. my boyfriend.
0: This is the funniest thing.
1: <laughs> now, those hiking boots had been sitting in the storeroom in my apartment for four years, okay. right? Nobody had worn them because it was a pandemic. I don't know why we didn't go hiking in the pandemic, it seems like it would have been the perfect time, but anyway, we didn't. They'd sat there for about four years, yeah. Untouched, So I thought, Grant, they're good hiking boots. I'll bring them. I wore them. And the second I put them on my feet and stretched them out, the soles started to flop off.
0: The best fun ever. And the more we walked, especially if we went into the water, got. they got, they eventually came off.
1: Yeah. Oh, they were uh, like, they went straight in the bin. I know. It was, <laughs> do you know what the worst part about it was? Because so much of that they filmed us that we weren't allowed to say anything. It was just us walking. Yeah, I know. And it was so much of this. And it was like a neve walk ahead of Geroad. And I was like, oh yeah, I know how this is going to play out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you weren't the one who fell. <laughs>
1: <laughs> neve fell. And do you know what? I, I never was, thought I'd say I was thrilled.
0: I was like a mountain goat I the rest of the time. I was
1: delighted. She went down like a sack of shit. I was thrilled. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Everyone else was concerned. Not Geroad. I was fine. I got up. Of course, so good, I had muck all, all over She me.
1: deserves. <laughs> I had muck
0: all over me. Your boots said, say you don't hike without saying you don't hike. (laughs) Your boots said everything that needed to be said. And not only your boots, your face. (laughs) Your face. You were raging the whole time.
1: I was, well, I'll tell you why, right? There's two reasons I was raging, right? (laughs) Only two. One. The first reason I was raging was, I didn't get a chance to explain why my boots had fallen apart. Okay. Because there was, the, the gorge was literally no speaking.
0: No, it wasn't. It was just
1: all just shots of us walking, shots of us walking. <laughs> yes, I could see the cameraman, like the director, whispering to the cameraman, going, "Zoom in on the shoes there." Zoom in on <laughs> Get in the, the shoes. GoPro
0: going on oh, there. Oh <laughs> God!
1: The second thing was the guide that was with us, okay. right? Because we had this guide that was showing us around the gorge. Because yeah. you know, don't go in. <laughs> if you learned anything from this show, it's don't go into a gorge without a guide. Okay. So he was down there, but he was in a panic. Yeah,
0: amazingly, you know what his name was? What? Panicus. Was it? Yeah. Panicus. Yeah, that was his name. Well, that makes sense. Panicus. Panicus.
1: Panicus. Panicus. Well, we were down there and he was frantic. because
0: yeah, apparently a couple of weeks previous. There had been rock falls. A stone fell on his head. He was panicking because we kept stopping under the rock.
1: Yeah. There was like a rock that had fallen down the gorge and then got wedged yeah. at the top.
0: And it was held by a smaller rock.
1: Yes. A very, very <laughs> small rock. Like literally a clap of thunder now.
0: That that gorge was gone. That was the second day. And
1: we were standing underneath it. We were. For about 40 minutes.
0: I know. And he was panicking. And he was
1: panicking. He was like, very unsafe. Very (laughs) unsafe. And I was like, can anybody listen to the guys, please?
0: (laughs) You were listening to
1: him. Oh, I was listening to the guys. Because (laughs) panic has had me panic in.
0: (laughs) You know, the best part is, all right, let's, let's start at the very beginning, right? So. Yeah. The limo. Pulls up for me, yeah. <laughs> Stretch limo, yeah. Right, <laughs> and I throw my backpack in into the limo, <laughs> and then I drive by Grode, who's at the bus stop.
1: <laughs> I swear to God,
0: and I don't even have to describe what that I was place at the was like. bus stop. You were,
1: and do you know what? The, do you know this is the bit that <laughs> I think they were getting annoyed at me, right? <laughs> <laughs> but this is the bit I kept getting wrong, right? Because the week before, right. I'd been filming in Maspalomas for the film. Okay. Right? And this is a reality thing. <laughs> right? <laughs> so he would—he gave me like two euro and he said, okay, you're getting the bus. And I was like, okay, fine. I'm getting the bus. So I had to queue at the bus stop. They took a shot of me and queuing at the bus stop. And then I got on the bus and paid and got my bus ticket. And then I got off the bus. Oh. Because I was like, well, we've done the shot of me getting on the bus. And he was like,
0: get no, back you're- on the bus. You're going on
1: the bus. You thought it was just for this? I thought it was like, you get on the bus, and you yeah, get on the bus and then you get back in the van.
0: You know what you're like? You're like all those people who go on I'm a celebrity thinking I stay in a hotel
1: at night. That's, that's But what this was now you get And I was like, but I don't, I don't have the map on my phone. So, so then I get into a panic.
0: <laughs> you didn't know... But the thing is, they didn't tell us where we were staying. No. So, so somebody clearly got on the bus to bring you where you were going. Because Yeah, yeah. they did.
1: They, they, they got on the bus and it was really weird because <laughs> they were all filming me <laughs> sitting Sorry. on the bus with a huff <laughs> and then all of these other people that were just on the bus getting the bus from the airport were like what the who's your man <laughs> who's the sulky guy getting filmed and why <laughs> but apparently all of the people that work in the hotel did a guard of honour to meet Neve.
0: they did and I actually approached them like I was curtsying I, I, I couldn't help myself I started to actually curtsy to <laughs> I couldn't I didn't know what was wrong with me. I couldn't cope. It was so weird. I had robbed up after hours of flying. I look, my hair was thrown up on the top of my head because quite frankly it was like... <laughs> I literally slept half the flights and then I arrived in and I didn't know where I was. I had a backpack on my back and they brought me into a special room to check in. Gave me, you know,
1: oh, VIP canapes, treatment.
0: canapes and champagne, oh, champagne and everything, the whole okay. thing, you know, just to check in. It was just like a there was a room to sit in comfortably while they yeah. checked you in.
1: Very different experience where I was. Really?
0: Dave. Best part of all was you rocked up one evening to have tea with us yeah. And they said, Oh, we have a room for you, Mr. Marley. I couldn't
1: believe it. Because this was the first night, right? I was, when I say I was reeling from <laughs> from the accommodation I'd just seen, right? Reeling. So then they were like, Oh, well, you can go up to Nice Hotel. We're finished filming. You can go up if you want to. Uh, you you know, can have just dinner. hang. Yeah. So, like, I went up there. Uh, we had something to eat. And then. <laughs> oh, oh! all the crews staying there they were all having champagne oh, no. oh, they were all having a lovely time it was very nice and it's like oh, here's Garodan here's the pauper so I arrived and then the receptionist came up and said oh, we've another suite for uh, Mr. Farrelly and I was like well, you found him <laughs> hello <laughs> hello I'll be checking in there and the director wouldn't let me he said no, no but, and we'd, we'd done all the shots of the room I, I could have stayed there
0: you could have but you didn't
1: but I didn't I'd stay in um...
0: well, for all the time that we stayed in it like
1: I know, yeah in now, fairness in their defense, the hotel, like if you're going to stay in a hotel there, a budget yeah. hotel, it actually was quite, it was quite nice,
0: and I, the people were really nice.
1: I think I, I wasn't sure. Like I mean, I, I wondered if the the crew had kind of maybe changed stuff around in my room to make it look a little bit more budget than it was. Like there was these towels. Now, when I say <laughs> when I say those towels had seen <laughs> bad days, okay. <laughs> the towels had a story in the past, and they were made into a swan on the bed.
0: No, I didn't get that. Yeah, I mean, I only had canopies and,
1: no, and and a bottle of wine. The most knackered looking <laughs> swan and champagne. Like if the swan had been on meth,
0: <laughs> we went snorkeling.
1: We went snorkeling, and I wasn't good at snorkeling.
0: Oh, you're all right. I mean, yeah. Neve,
1: they hung something on me so he would always know where I was. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Attention, Agony Rance listeners, I am on tour at the moment. Are you on tour? I am indeed with my show, Glamour Hammer.
0: Very exciting.
1: Uh, It has been so much fun going around the country. Um, We did lots of dates in January um, and there are further dates in March, April, May and all the way through to October. And we've added shows in Westport. Westport, you're breaking my heart. (laughs)
0: Why, do they want you so much?
1: Uh, Not not as much as as everybody thought they did. (laughs) (laughs) But Westport and Armagh, I have shows there. I also have an extra date just gone on sale in Limerick and in... Cork The Everyman in Cork oh. I did it there A couple of weeks ago It was fantastic I'm doing another night there In October
0: It's so weird Because we're doing Kind of the same venues
1: <laughs> Oh I'm following you around I'm
0: in Armagh And I Really know, we're In the marketplace we in the yeah. marketplace I love well, the Well tell your
1: audience To come to me Because there's loads of seats Okay <laughs> Check out my dates On girlofearly.com Or at the link In my Instagram bio Niamh uh, Illegal dates are on. Oh, yeah! Oh,
0: they're on the Facebook, uh, Facebook, the old persons kind of thing. (laughs) You can find all the all the dates there. We'd love to see it.
1: We are pausing for a moment to remind you that Agony Rants is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network. If you like this show and you would like to support us, what you can do is you can pay us a fiver a month.
0: Yeah, hardly any money at all. Which
1: is about one twenty-five for each episode. you know, cheaper the price. Exactly. We will use that money to buy uh, scones, yeah. cakes, <laughs> just the things that keep <laughs> us, that sustain us and keep us in show mode.
0: I know. It's very, very important.
1: And in return for that, you will get bonus content from us and from all of the other shows on the Headstuff Podcast Network. And there is a whole plethora of yeah. shows.
0: Wonderful use of plethora. Thank
1: you, Niamh. Thank you. Um, the show that we are cross-promoting this week is a fantastic show. It's called Fad Camp. Oh, uh, they I love the show. It's so good, isn't it? They're mm. back for their new season. It's season four of Fat Camp. Wow! And you, you were on Fat Camp.
0: I, I did. I, I had a moment with baby food conversation, and I'm not even sure. I just happened to be here recording the podcast, <laughs> and suddenly I was on another podcast talking about because I, I have opinions, as we know, and we <laughs> it did, was did. about. And actually, I have serious opinions about the whole slimming and food and how obsessed we are with this whole body image rubbish thing.
1: You know well then Fad Camp is the podcast for you. It's hosted by Grace and Connor. They are hilarious. And what they do is they talk about fad diets.
0: And they test out some of the stuff. And it is hilarious. Like, it is. But actually, it makes you feel great.
1: Yeah. That's all you want from a podcast. 100%. Why are we promoting them? They're so good. They don't need it. No, no. no, no. Anyway, this is a show that you should definitely listen to. No, but... Fad Camp. (laughs) 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 So... So, check out Fad Camp, and here is a little teaser.
0: Fad Camp is a comedy podcast about the ridiculousness of fad diets and diet culture, hosted by me, Grace Mulvey,
1: and me, Connor Dowling. If you have a body of any kind, chances are you've crossed paths with at least one of the bizarre diet trends we cover in our show.
0: And between me and Connor, we have done nearly every fad diet there is.
1: Juice cleansing. Fasting. The potato diet.
0: Which is actually a real diet, by the way, and we don't recommend it.
1: So join us as we try to make sense of the madness that is diet culture.
0: Find Fad Camp everywhere you get your podcasts and make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Fad
1: Camp Podcast. Um, Neve, we have problems. We have many problems. We have problems. <laughs>
0: okay, so
1: So uh, this one is comes in from Sheila. Now we've changed the name. We have. yeah, Sheila's not the real name. She didn't change her name, but I think we should change her name given the nature of this problem. Okay. So Hi and Neve, Happy New Year to you both. New Year's resolutions is a thing I say I don't subscribe to, but when I do, I find myself thinking of ways I could do better in the year ahead. Okay. My main one that I'd love to achieve but seem incapable of is to stop allowing other people's dramas upset my life. Oh,
0: the the holy grail for most people. Yeah. Holy grail.
1: You sound like a nice person, Sheila. So <laughs> I think that's the that's that's the problem right from the off. We're already starting. So we're gonna help you. Okay. Uh the main culprits of this. Are my parents. I'm 47 and they are in their 70s. Just over Christmas, they fell out for several days. Oh. Picture and no sound, and it really upsets me. I know they've grown they're grown adults, but God knows they don't act like it at times. At the as the eldest, I've always been the go-between. Tell your father this, tell your mother that kind of scenario. And it still goes on. I live and work nearby and wish I'd long ago moved further away so I wouldn't be expected to call to see them. I go three times a week. The guilt gets to me if I leave it for more than a few days. I have other siblings who my parents see even more often than me, but they never get asked to do things like filling in forms or finding a plumber or fixing the iPad. Whatever the issue is, I get called on to sort it. I seem to be the fixer and no matter what the issue, even if it's arguing parents, I've been programmed to feel that it's my job to fix everything and I'm exhausted from it. It's like I revert back to being that frightened child who didn't like it when mum and dad argued and even now as a grown grown up, it upsets me to see them both so angry and miserable when they go through these phases. Every time I visit, there's an assessment of the atmosphere to work out if it's safe or not. I swear sometimes I'm envious of my partner whose parents have both passed. (laughs) Now we're talking. (laughs) Which feels horrendous to even think it. I'll be interested to see what you come up with as advice on this one. Thanks, Sheila. Mm, mm, mm. So many things you See when this started My first thought was Poison them Right <laughs> And then <laughs> And then we got to the bit Where she says She's envious of her par- Partner whose parents have passed And I thought Oh god okay <laughs> Don't say that <laughs> Don't say that <laughs> Don't say that <laughs> Like okay. Here's the thing about this
0: mm-hmm.
1: When you're the eldest That's just the way You're programmed
0: Okay Are you the eldest? I'm the eldest Okay yeah. I'm the, I, I was the youngest For a long time For 15 years And then
1: And then being, you became The so, baby This This is
0: interesting, this dynamic. Yeah. yeah. Okay,
1: go on. I think, right, that this is something that you have learned your whole life. Mm -hmm. So I think your first step is to dive into this a bit deeper than us. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Despite what you may think.
0: As wonderful as we are. (laughs) A comedian and
1: a Eurovision winner cannot break a lifetime of habits. programming, all of that sort of stuff. So this is something that you have to kind of, I think, chip away at. Okay. And the best thing to do is to start some sort of counselling, some sort of therapy uh, to... This is something that you have to actively choose not to do. Because as you say, you're 47. This has been going on for probably 45 years. Yeah, easily. So you have... This is something that you actively have to... When the situation occurs, you have to stop and make the choice to go, to fight every instinct that you have to go in the other direction.
0: Yeah, and actually they're probably relying on you, doing all that stuff.
1: Completely.
0: Everybody in that dynamic is letting you letting you do it, but actually the chances are that you're the one telling them you're the one who's going to do it. Exactly. So there's, there's like two culprits involved in this, You know, and the thing is, it's what I would call a classic codependent situation where you start off and because you're the eldest, you're told to look after the younger ones and all that. So I get that that happens. Right. And, you know, the best example I can give is when I was young and there was three girls, right, two years between each of us. And then we'd have our dinner and then... uh, Mama, would leave us to do the wash up, and basically, I'd go to the toilet and come down and do the putting away because I was the youngest. I never got into trouble for that.
1: You got to and all I did,
0: you know, my two older sisters would just glower at me the whole time because I got away all the time about that. You know, as the youngest, you're. you're your role is slightly different. I was the one who brought the light, you know, and had the laugh and was socially, you know, chatting to everybody in the room when actually <laughs> the others are doing all the actual work. <laughs> so there was an element to that. But actually, you're just feeding into it now. And I think some of you, you won't perpetuate something that you really don't like. The, the simple truth, if you're not getting something from this, then, you know, you, you feel needed, I would say, by your parents. And it will be a sad day when they're not there. The fact that they're falling out and you're you're kind of mediating in it, I think possibly they'd get over it without you. No offence to you. But if you weren't there tomorrow, they'd have to deal with it. And yeah. they've lasted this long, the chances are.
1: <laughs> exactly. But exactly. It,
0: and if it makes you feel really bad, just, you know, don't... You need to find a way. I think, you know, you need to find a way not to be doing it. So the simple truth is grow it is right in the sense that you should go and speak to someone about it. Actually... Or really, just be really honest about why you do it or why you feel guilty. If your siblings are there more than you, it's nothing about how often you go or what you do. Everybody has their role in it. I I recognise it even when I go home now to my parents. We all have our role when we go in. We have things like, so if everybody's coming around and there's a bit of cooking to be done, the chances are you're going to find me in the middle of that. But over the years, that's kind of moved a bit. You know what I mean? How you are in that space is always defined about who you are and what you want
1: to bring to the table. I always think in a situation like this, Mm -hmm. right, the problem and and the solution is time. Yes. Right. So the problem is that when you are presented with something. Yeah. You need to give yourself time to decide whether or not you're going to row into this. Yeah. So the best way to do that is, um, you know, like if somebody calls you to do something, it's like, I'm under pressure for time. Just make it clear all the time that you're under pressure for time. Mm-hmm. Because if you're under pressure for time and you're busy with other stuff going on, and it doesn't have to be real no. busyness. It can just be like, I'm I'm absolutely busy this week. I can only call up on Wednesday. Are you there Wednesday? We do Wednesday. And then like really try and stick to that. And then when they ask you to do stuff or to fix stuff... It's, I don't have time, I'd love to, but I don't have time. Or, and that's or, just a short-term solution now.
0: Yeah, but I think the the problem here is not the fixing or all that sort of stuff. You know, you can actually delegate that. The great thing about having younger siblings is you can actually delegate. You can yeah. go, I'm the boss of you, you go deal with that. Listen, this is where, there's a number, you wouldn't mind ringing such and such. So you can delegate that out, right? Something you're not used to doing as the eldest, I would say. You know, the thing is, you're just automatically assumed the younger ones are just going to do as...
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah, (laughs) yeah. So there's
0: an element of you taking on maybe what you don't need to. And and then what happens is, you know, your parents get used to, you're the one who does that. And she'll be devastated if we don't ask her. Yeah, exactly. But the other issue here is if they fall out, you're not a part of that. No offence to you, but you're not a part of that. You know... Completely. That's between them. And they'll sort it out because they've managed to sort it this far. And clearly, they're not always falling out, you know, as in they're not, you know, they might have times where they don't get on. I feel if you look back to the frightened child when you didn't like to see mom and dad argue, was it something that happened all the time? If that's the case, then that's their relationship to fix. What you need to now fix is to go and fix how you feel about that and separate yourself from that. And that involves a counsellor without a doubt.
1: Completely, because it's so (laughs) hard to go. I'm I'm not. To fight every instinct that you have and yeah. push against that, like it, it, that is that's a lot of work. Yeah, but it's it's also it's work that is doable.
0: Yeah, no, it you is. You know, like
1: you you can you'll find that if you are just aware of the situation, and you get aware of the situation by talking about it, you know, each week with this person, yeah, you start to recognize when you can feel your buttons being pushed. Yeah, and then you're 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 better able to say, you know, look. I don't have time to be dealing with this. Yeah. I, I just don't have time. Like, you sort it out between yourselves. This, yeah. This is, this is ridiculous. Because you're grown-ups now. And the, you know, the other thing about it is, right, but you're saying that, that your parents are 70. Like, what what starts to creep in when your parents get old is that you become a bit protective of them.
0: Yeah, you do, yeah.
1: Right? And you have to let that go mm-hmm. a little bit. They're grown adults. They are well able to conduct themselves properly in a relationship Yeah, if they are told to. And the problem is, they're not being told to. That's the problem. The problem is that you are, you are essentially making up for this lacking that's in their relationship. Yeah, maybe there's, some, there's a yeah. problem in their relationship, uh, and
0: they may never fix it. And they you have may to never accept fix that. it.
1: But it, it certainly, what's no. not going to help is if they always have this person in the middle mediating it, mediating the whole thing. Yeah,
0: no, definitely. It's not your job. No, it's not your job. And and the great thing is, if you're exhausted by it, all the more reason you're actually within your rights to go. My core family needs me, and your core family is your partner, and if you have children, whatever you know. That, yeah. So that's where your energy should be. I'm not saying you you neglect your wider family. Your wider family is very very important. Yeah. And you should give what you can.
1: Talk to your brothers and sisters. Yeah. And just say enough is enough. That you're at the you're 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 at the end. I of need your role help here. I need yeah. help with that. And it, and it could be, you might find that they say to you, "Well, then just stop being in the middle of it." Yeah. You know, because, I mean, you always know, like, if there is one brother or sister that's always in the middle of that sort of stuff, it's very obvious to the others. Yeah. And they will probably have a, they'll probably have a better perspective on it. Yeah, very Than true. you will.
0: And, you know, often as well, <laughs> they may not be like that when you're not there. And I don't mean that in any way, but. <sighs> Completely. You know, they, if they have to get on with themselves, they probably do. And, I, and yeah. you know, the simple truth is you're not going to fix what's going on with them. It's not your job to fix it either. You know, you can. Help out and listen, but you need to separate yourself emotionally from. It. I know it's hard because your mom and dad, your man, da. Like I mean, yeah, it is, and you know, it is, and, be, it is, know, very it is hard. hard. But they're still young enough. I mean, seventy. I'm in my mid fifties now, and my parents are eighty and eighty five. And sometimes you go in and they're having a great al bicker and banter. And, yeah, and, and you know, and then and then my mom will come after me and she say, you know, your your dad and I, we really do like each other. And I know for a fact that when I leave the house, even if they're falling out, it makes me laugh anyway. But when you know when I'm leaving, you know they're they're back to their routine, so they'll be playing cards. In the afternoon, they'll watch Richard Osmond's House of Games, you know. Yeah, they, yeah, you know, and they, they're they allowed to fall out, they should fall out, you know, because I mean, it's normal.
1: I don't want to upset you, Sheila, but they could live till their late 90s. Yeah. <laughs> this could be a long like, road for you. There could be another 30 years of this. <laughs> so, I think, <laughs> God almighty, that sounds, <laughs> I feel I've made the situation infinitely worse just by saying that to you. Sheila. No, but, but no, like, but
0: Sheila, seriously, you know, the thing is just. As weird as this sounds, you got to apply the frozen technique as in let it go. You yeah. know, you. but that's easy to say. Learning that technique is small and often and then it'll become your regular thing. And then, you know, the best part is you'll get to enjoy your parents as your parents, as opposed to your responsibility.
1: Maybe in a year when you've had a year away yeah, from them. Yeah, maybe so. The <laughs> other thing you could do. A year? <laughs> that sounds very intense yeah,
0: now. It is intense.
1: The other thing you could do is you could talk to your brothers and sisters and say, look, this is what's going on. They're driving me insane. No problem if this is going to continue, but if it's going to continue, we're I'm, all in it. I want 50% of the inheritance. Ah! A, <laughs> <That'll> <laughs> mark my words, a... they'll fix that quickly.
0: <laughs> Very fast. Yeah. Very fast.
1: Um, so yeah, let us know how fair, you get on. To
0: be fair, if she's getting the house, then she should be taking
1: it on the well, see that. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> she's, not a, she's not a boy though. It'll be the firstborn boy. <laughs>
1: Gets the house.
0: No, I'm joking. I'm oh, God, joking. I wish. I'm joking. You wish, you oh my wish. God, those corrode. sisters of mine, they would. <laughs> I, I wouldn't fancy your chances in those. Oh, <laughs>
1: absolutely not. <laughs> but um, listen,
0: Sheila, I hope it works out. Listen, seriously, we're not making light of what you're saying. You know, it is, it is a difficulty. It's the dynamic with your parents. That's something you set when you're very young. But you, as an adult, it's your responsibility to move past that and really move into the adult stage of your relationship. And you might need a little help with that.
1: Yeah. So, so we would suggest counselling and then yeah. in the short term a great. bit of time between being presented with a problem and ask for the solution yeah great so idea no harm to say I'm under a bit of time pressure I'm very busy this week um, yeah. I've got a lot on I will come down at some point Look I don't after know yourself. when it is Look don't at- be tied to yeah. their sh- schedule on, a- on anything and also letting them know that you're under pressure time wise in general that you've got a lot of draws in your time yeah that's no harm. No, it's no Because harm. it makes it easier to say no. no and it makes it easier for them to accept that you're saying no. Yeah, no, that's very true. Look at that.
0: Amazing. Healing. Healing, healing, healing everywhere.
1: Um, okay, we, so we have another one. We have another problem. Now.
0: I know. Look at us. We're flying. Hi, Neve. I said it that way because it has like seven eyes. Hi, Neve and Grode. Absolutely loving your podcast. I have a burning question and I need to get off my chest because it's been really nagging, to put it lightly. Me for ages now. I've been seeing this guy now for over eight months, completely head over heels, and he has still not said, I love you.
1: Uh oh. In
0: his last, um, sorry, in my last relationship 10 years ago, I said, I love you first and was wounded when he didn't say it back. I vowed I'd never be the first to say it again, but because that pain was unreal. I have sort of broached this subject with my partner several months ago, asking about him sharing his feelings, and he said he believes actions speak louder than words. But come on, it's been over eight months now and I really want to express how I feel. It kills me feeling like I can't. How do I confront this without freaking him and risking what we have and getting around the whole argument of actions speak louder than words. Would really appreciate any advice. Lots of love. Amy. Now here's the interesting thing about this. I got an update from this girl. Go on. And she since had a chat with this man, right? So I think we should relate to this, right? And then I'm going to tell you what the update is. Okay. 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 So here's the thing. Actions speak louder than words to me is a cop out.
1: Yeah, he's a bollocks.
0: Right. <laughs> when people say that, it's a bit like no offense meant, right? It's doesn't mean offence isn't happening. Oh, that's great.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's a great analogy.
0: (laughs) You know, it's like, I'm going to say something really horrible here and then I'm going to say no offence meant because that's going to get out of jail card. Actions speak louder than words is a cop out because if the action required is I need to hear I love you, then that's the action you should be doing. If that's... So your action tells me because you're not telling me I love you. That you know what what I need is not as important to you, so my that means you're not as in love with me as I am with you. Well, that's what I think.
1: In a conversation like that, you either say I love you, or you explain why you can't say I love you. Like that's that, like if somebody says I feel like I I like to hear that. Yeah. Well, then the only response to that is him saying, "Well, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, not there yet. I love you, or I'm not there yet, or I don't love you." Yeah. I mean, th- like it's... You, it's you explain, simple as that. Yeah, that, there's, there's no other explanation. And after but to eight say, months... To say eight, that... Actions speak louder than words. It's a cop-out. That's, that's vague. And that could mean... That's absolutely anything.
0: But it mi- might also mean that he cares enough about you that he doesn't want to hurt you. And that's the thing, isn't it?
1: It sounds like he doesn't want to engage in a conversation properly, but isn't really sure how he feels, so he's yeah. going to string it along.
0: Yeah, so it's an emotion thing. Eight months, is that soon? It, you know... When do you say I love you?
1: Well, I you see, I've always been the sort of person that says it maybe on day two. Okay.
0: <laughs> do you say it often? I've always
1: been quite, you know. <laughs> yeah, definite. Yeah, I, you know, I always have that kind of like.
0: Are you in and out of love? Would you have been in and out of love easy? Oh, yeah. Well, we well, you know Daily, that. on we a daily that. basis. I don't know why I asked that
1: question. Yeah, I was like, do you remember, what was that, that do you remember that um, <laughs> character in Animaniacs that yeah. used to squeeze the hamsters? <laughs> Elmira. That's exactly what I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> she was a little kid that she used to have, like yes. I love you so much. And then the poor hamster's eyes would pop out. Yeah, I that's know, exactly yeah. who that's I was. who you are. Okay, yeah. um, <laughs> and so I needed to hear it all the time, and I was always like, "Go oh, this time, I won't say it first. And this time. but you see, your program, you can't go, you can't fight your program, no, you no. can't fight your DNA, and I, I can only imagine that that was torture for you. Yeah not to be able to say that and that's, that's that's awful and that's I guess the baggage from a previous relationship yeah. but I, I definitely think that what you should do is you should try and find a way of letting that go now
0: Yeah well here's here's the biggest thing here's the biggest thing the fact that you are still affected by something that happened in a relationship 10 years ago, means you need to go and find out why that's still affecting you.
1: Yeah, completely.
0: Because realistically, that's the nub of the problem. And the problem is not with the other person necessarily. Although I think there is...
1: I would definitely say don't go thinking, right? Yeah. Because I think what Neve said is absolutely right. But don't go thinking, oh, if I hadn't had this baggage, this would have worked out with him.
0: No. Uh. Uh-uh. No, that's not it. You're... But what happens is when you bring that In Forward, you're going against your nature. Yeah. And there's no need, there's nothing wrong with your nature. If you feel like you want to say I love you, you should be able to say it. You know, it should be I tell everyone I love them. Oh yeah, he does. And
1: it's very hard, (laughs) it's very hard to not. It's like, it's very hard if you feel something like that. It's very hard to just not say that you do.
0: No, and you shouldn't. You shouldn't feel inhibited about it. So Amy, the thing is not to change who you are. You definitely need to address what's happened 10 years ago. You definitely need to do that. Expressing your emotions is a vulnerability. Yes, I get that. But actually, you never regret the things you say. It's the things you don't say you regret. Exactly. Do you like that?
1: Exactly. Yeah. You're completely right. Yeah. And and the well thing is, well said, me
0: Yeah. So the thing about it is, I think you're not wrong to be upset by the fact that he's he answers that question with action speak louder because that is the biggest cop out I've ever heard. And I said that immediately. I read it before I read up your uh, reply. It's because you, Amy has been to me since, right?
1: Oh right, okay, okay. So you've got a bit of a relationship with Amy. I love it.
0: I know Amy and I are best friends now. Fantastic.
1: <laughs> but anyway, Amy. And also, I will say before yeah. you, before you go any further, before I
0: elucidate the next bit.
1: One of the things, and it is one of the most toxic things, yeah, that you can have is an attraction to somebody that is a stone cold brick wall that acts so like emotionally they unavailable. It. Yeah, yeah. And I was like that. I was always like that. Which were you, the unemotionally available? Or the- oh, no, no, no. I was like, oh, oh. There was nothing more attractive than somebody I thought despised me.
0: I'm gonna make you like me. I was like, well,
1: here's a little project. Here's a fixer-upper. Yeah, you don't want that. And it, it I tell you, it never works with any of those. No, no, and it won't.
0: And it won't. And it doesn't
1: work because it, the power balance is too off. Yeah. You, you can, you'll ne- like the power balance in a situation like that is so like you're polar opposites and you'll only ever come so far together and that's not enough No it isn't for, and, to and make the o- it work The other
0: thing that happens there is in a weird way you're somewhat responsible for that because you're in love with being in love you want to be in love <laughs> and totally. so you're projecting all the love and it's not saying that this person doesn't deserve it and it doesn't make them a bad person because they can't receive it The thing is they might not, what you then do is you create this person who doesn't actually exist yeah completely and so i'm not saying that this is happening in this circumstance but the thing is you're already dealing with the fact that you you've said i love you to someone 10 years ago and you're still feeling that so i love you is fraught with fraught with stuff for you yeah and amy seriously you clearly are an amazing person. You're still able to love. You're still wanting to do what you're doing. So let it go and enjoy the fact that you are this person who can be emotionally available. And yes. and wait for somebody to really deserve to receive it.
1: And also, the other thing about it is right. It
0: might be this person, but it's not. You know.
1: Yeah, but the other thing is that you you can also accept that maybe, and I accept this about myself. Maybe you're just one of those crazy people that likes to say I love you. A lot. I know it's lovely, and like it's fine. It yeah, is. like if you know there's that not, about there's yourself, nothing wrong. With like that. I mean, I've been in relationships like like the, the latest relationship that I'm in, um, <laughs> <laughs> your current, my current partner, my current lover. <laughs> uh, I mean, I remember when we started going out. I, I did have that in the back of my head going, "No, don't don't go crazy, girl." No, no, like you know what you're chill, like. Chill, chill. And I do think that part of the reason a relationship works out, yeah, is it you accept your kind of, shall we say, idiosyncrasies. Mm-hmm. But they don't get, the buttons don't get pushed yeah. that hard.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you need to resolve what happened 10 years ago in your head. And I mean, all you need to do, I mean, there's no, there's don't go back there looking for absolution. That's not a thing. No. What no. I'm saying is you need to accept that actually you did no wrong thing saying you were in love with that person. Completely. Just because they didn't love you back in the same way or maybe they just weren't able to express it. Yeah. So they weren't able to appreciate how fabulous you were, Amy.
1: Exactly. And the other thing is, that whatever their reasons are, that's none of your business. No, and you don't care. Because actually,
0: you can now move on and do other things because clearly you're in a position to want to love someone else. Now, I know for a fact, do you want to hear what happens? Go on. Okay, so Amy contacted me and then she said, I don't know if you've covered this on the thing already, but basically, I've had the chat. With
1: the
0: the Uh boyfriend? uh Uh-huh. And so he then admits after eight months that he doesn't feel the spark and he's (sighs) not able to. Now, Amy... I'm going to tell you, I am so proud of you for having that conversation. She says she's devastated, right? And I can totally understand why you are. However, you will get past this and it's not his fault. It's too shall pass. Nothing to do with you. It's nothing that you're, just relax. Accept, allow the pain of the relationship exactly. and grieve it, but Watch actually... Watch
1: beaches, ball your eyes out. Do all those lovely things. Girl, Eat
0: the ice loads cream. Loads chocolate and ice cream. Absolutely amazing. And then just look at why, what you're looking for and decide what it is you don't want. And more importantly, just go out and have fun. Just enjoy yourself.
1: Just go out and have you, fun
0: and stop looking because, you know, somebody fabulous is going to come up here and say, I love the bones of you and that's exactly. what you want.
1: And um, you stated your needs... Yeah He couldn't meet them It's gone Good luck to him Jog on Off you you go
0: You know the one thing I love And Groot will tell you I say this quite often I love it when Regret is their middle name Yeah There'll be a day When somebody will look at How fabulous your life is And go I could have been in that relationship Yeah But you know you won't care You'll be too busy in your own life
1: Yeah you'll be too happy So Amy So Take care of yourself Amy And Let us know Yeah, let us know how it goes. I feel we're invested now. Now we are. We've gone on this journey with you. Loving it. Loving it. (laughs) So don't, and don't beat yourself up about this. No. Because that's, we all do that after relationships. And you will have your day when you're like, oh, that was all my fault. If only I had, if only, if only nothing. Yeah. This was a man that you said, you had a conversation about the whole I love you thing. And he said,
0: Actions speak louder than words and his actions weren't good enough for you so
1: I neither say say yeah neither say
0: <laughs> yeah you know and actually the action should be what do you need
1: exactly you know what do you need
0: what do you need to make you happy because I want to make you happy
1: and yeah and it's not him. No, clearly not.
0: But that, but bastard. that's not a bad thing. <laughs> he might not be a bad person. But, ah, he's a bad but person. Let's face it. Said, oh, look, it took I, him eight months to figure that out. I want out. an Instagram
1: link, I've got to go <laughs> on a deep dive. <laughs> <Eight> <laughs> if it's a months. private account, don't you worry, we'll get in. <laughs> it took eight
0: months for him to figure it out. He's eight a he's months. a slow learner. You don't want him in your life. <laughs>
1: oh, look, do you know what he sounds like an absolute anchor? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Like I you know. one of those people that just like he keeps you in the same spot. Well, you want you don't want an anchor on the end of your boat. You want a motor. Yeah. Oh,
0: look at you, Jesus! I swear to God, we are going to have to make a book.
1: Get of rid of all, of that all the anchor. great <laughs>
0: saints
1: <laughs> He was an absolute anchor.
0: <laughs> have you? Are you missing out of there?
1: Things are going to turn good for you in 2023 oh. oh god no I can't say that that sounds like Mystic Meg <laughs> you're going to have a very good you 2023
0: got a sharp enough bob for that <laughs> you got to let your hair grow True. a bit
1: <laughs> it's been lovely to talk to you you too I, um, and
0: we were supposed to talk about the late late but we'll talk about that I did the time. late
1: late this week yeah. I know
0: amazing oh, well actually god. it's already done
1: it's already done yeah but the <laughs> time you hear this it will be done and I'm sure the demons of social media are just like, why am I paying my license fee to listen to?
0: Oh, Girl wow. gets very nervous about I these do. things. And you know what he worries about more than I ever do? Is
1: what am I going to wear?
0: I know. And he's always looking fabulous. I don't understand it.
1: See, I've got a bit of a tub, Niamh. <laughs> Where? Just right around the front. your
0: wrangles. I'll show you a tub. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, listen, have a great week, guys. We'll see you soon.
1: See you soon. Bye. Bye.